You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 216, All Will Burn. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Taverncraft, makers of great, high-quality, fine-grained stoneware based upon the worlds of Warcraft, Warhammer Online, and the Lord of the Rings. Visit them at taverncraft.com and check out some of their new steins, including the Murloc Stein coming in late November. All Things Azeroth is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. Visit them at techpodcast.com. You're listening to All Things Azeroth. Your World of Warcraft podcast. With your hosts, Midros and Shade. And welcome back to another thrilling and exciting episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and sadly, with me is not Shade. Uh, she is very busy writing articles for WoW Insider po- blog as uh, they lead up to BlizzCon this coming fr- Friday and Saturday. Um, but with me, I have two very awesome guest co-hosts, and uh, the first one I want to introduce is, of course, Chris Blatt. How are you doing there, Chris Blatt? I am phenomenal. How are you today? Um, I am doing very well. I'm very happy we got some very good, uh, very entertaining news last last evening and uh, hoping for some more awesome stuff this coming weekend. Um, now, the second coast, of course, for those who are often in our chat room, is the, well, the very quiet Stormy. How are you doing there, Stormy? I'm doing okay. All right. And uh, so how was your guys' weekend game? <laughs> We're both waiting for the other person to go first. <laughs> Ah, married couples. Well, she knows where I sleep. <laughs> I, I would hope so. <laughs> well, surprisingly enough... On the couch. <laughs> able to get Stormy from 60 to 61 by just handing in a few quests and gathering herbs. And I got her to 62 this afternoon by going around and getting the candy. And getting herbs. <laughs> nice. Nice. And, uh, and Spot, how, how was your week? My week was pretty much not spent playing WoW since I'm a teacher and I've been spending most of my time doing things like lesson planning and trying to do the thing that I get paid to do. But uh, I actually managed to get to the Wrathgate event on Chris, on, not Chris, but on Bach. And the, the amusing thing about Wrathgate for anyone who does it right now with all the pre-cata stuff going on is when you go to Stormwind and you're talking to the king and Jaina's standing there right next to him, she's still behind you with all of the other faction leaders. So there's... She has a twin. So you have dueling Jaina Proudmores? I guess they can cry uncontrollably in sync now. (laughs) Uh, Such bias. Such bias. Um, my week has been a good week. Um, Chris Blatt here did teach me 
a bit uh, about how to best use my inscription profession to make loads and loads of money as people are scrambling to get every um, glyph they can from the profession. And um, yeah, it's been a really, really interesting week. Made a fair bit of gold. Um, really excited about Hallow's End. Um, I haven't really done much, though I did did drop my uh, DK's uh, herbalism down, or uh, my DK's blacksmithing in favor of herbalism, because uh, I already have several blacksmiths, so I don't need more of them. Um, and I, I took up herbalism. I'm already over 200 in my herbalism. And of course, just like Stormy, I've gotten a fair few, uh, fair few experience points from doing that. Uh, it's really been fun. And uh, hopefully, hopefully very profitable to avoid um, having to do that too, too much. So now normally this is where we do our ad, but and I will mention that we do have a, a sponsor um, and that sponsor is Tavern Craft. Um, you guys have heard these guys before. We've had them as sponsors of contests before. Well, now they're actually sponsoring the show. They are going to be sponsoring us with prizes. Uh, we're going to have some really awesome Tavern Craft product to give away to our listeners, um, and that's going to be really awesome. We want to thank them for that. If, if you guys aren't aware of them, these guys make some really awesome stuff. They do Warhammer Steins. They do Lord of the Rings Steins. They've got a really awesome Smog the Magnificent Stein. Um, they've got, of course, all, all sorts of really awesome World of Warcraft Steins. Uh, they recently retired one of their earliest Steins, an Alliance one, but they still have the Lich King Stein. They still have the Charge of the Dragonflight Steins. Um, and they're going to have the Murloc one coming out soon. So definitely recommend you guys check them out. They're at wowsteins.com or taverncraft.com. And look at what their products are. Look at the quality they're made. Um, our moderator, Jen, has one. I will soon have a Murloc one just as soon as they are ready to go. And um, for those people who bought from the BlizzCon store, you guys should have Murloc ones soon because they were available on the BlizzCon store as well. So I do hope everybody really enjoys their steins that they ordered. And I'm looking forward to getting a Murloc one myself. Um, so, yeah, you pretty much say that I stand by their product, uh, fairly strong, and of course Jen can tell you, uh, how much her tanker, tankered O'Terror, uh, has, has kept her company in, in those many drinking contests and stuff she's had, so. Yes, Eeyore, an epic Murloc Stein is what I plan to get. Uh, so it's very awesome, and I'm really looking forward to having one, and I do hope that everybody does enjoy the prizes that we do, um, to give away. We'll be giving those out, uh, probably in late November and, uh, early December, so, Definitely, uh, definitely check back then for those, but also check out the Tavern Craft website. You'll, you'll find some really awesome product there, no matter which world you like to uh, spend time in. We do have lots of news. And now the news. From around the world of Warcraft. The first one, though, I, I you know, I, I heard a few people talking about this, guys. So I think we probably need to do a little bit of coverage, but really, I don't think this really needs that much coverage, but I, I do have a little bit of audio here to play, so maybe we'll, we'll play that and see what everybody thinks first, okay? This is when you agree. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was um, trying to undercut your glyph market. Um, yeah, yeah, let's listen to the audio. Uh, let me get back to glyph post. Hold on. Deeps. 
wretched kingdoms quake beneath my rage. That was epic. I'm not sure epic really defines that. I mean, really, guys, the audio is awesome. The video is really, really awesome. You, you have to see this. Uh, we will definitely have a link up to this on the uh, All Things Azeroth website. And I can assure you, I've listened to, I watched that about eight times since it was released yesterday. And it is definitely worth the time and energy to find that. And, yeah, it, it's really awesome. Yeah, but, but you know what it needs? Gnomes? When it shows Deathwing coming out from underneath the ground, it needs to show him sort of winging a flying shark with a laser beam on its head, <laughs> being ridden by a T-Rex that's being ridden by an undead mage rocking out on an electric guitar. Mm, no. No, I, I don't think that's epic enough. That, that would be pretty epic. There would be some TVs that would not be able to handle how epic it was. True, true. You would definitely have to see that in HD. Oh, it definitely would have to be HD, yes. So, Starby, what did you think about the cinematic? Eh, it was okay. It was okay. All right. I used to work in a movie theater, so I've seen, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think that the the the, the art um, and the uh, honestly, if if I didn't know this was a video game cinematic, I would very seriously consider that this could be a movie cinematic. It really gives the game developers a chance to really flex their muscles for what they can do. Everything they've pretty much rendered in WoW, they've been thinking about, okay, well, what computers can handle this? Yeah. And while some computers can't handle it as well as others, they have sort of gotten some criticism I've heard because there are other games out there that have better graphics one way or another, but... I can play it on a two-year-old computer and not be worried about having a one frames per second frame rate going on. But with this, since everything is pre-rendered and then encoded without having to worry about what computers is being played on, they can just go all out with how much detail they're throwing in there. Oh, yeah, and they did. I mean, like, the flames when the Zeppelin crashes in and when he comes out of the Earth, the water, uh, everything just looks so realistic and so... Um, absolutely awesome, like, literally, the clouds in the sky look like they're real clouds. They don't look rendered. They don't look like they're, um, you know, just... It looks absolutely awesome. It looks really awesome. The, the clouds don't look like the bushes, and they all have those same two eyes staring at you? No, they don't. Oh, wait, that's Mario Brothers. 
Uh, Skolnick makes a good point in the chat. Um, he says they may be adding the epic toggle to the UI. Skolnick, if they add that, I am turning it all the way up and locking it in position. And killing your computer while you do it. <laughs> oh yeah, my computer will burst into flames and melt, but it will melt while I'm watching flying sharks with things riding on them. So it'll all be good. Hey, whatever works for you, man. Um, but yeah, it looks really awesome. I did absolutely love it. And um, for those who have been on Twitter, you'll probably note that the Aspect of Death Twitter account has been quite active in the last, uh, in the last 24 hours as he has uh, been rubbing in his, uh, his, op his um, TV appearance and how awesome he is. Because, you know, the Aspect of Death cannot be just that quiet. He has to point out how awesome he is, right? Well, the camera totally got his good side. The evil side that wants to eat us all? That would be it, yes. Okay. And, and the, I know the camera adds like 15 pounds, but when you're an aspect of death and a really, really large dragon, 15 pounds isn't much, so no one even notices. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that either. No. Someone no. got the reference. <laughs> They're not laughing, but somebody got the reference. All right. Um... I didn't, but we'll move right along. Um, so, do you guys think this is the final, like this is the actual official one, or is this a preview? I, I, it looks like it's the, the finished one. I don't, can't, I can't imagine they could add anything else to make this even more awesome. Though, hey, if they want to try, they can go right ahead. What do you guys think? Um, is, like, do you think that, do you think they're going to be doing more cinematics like this, um, or is it more going to be stuff like Wrathgate type stuff from here for the rest of the expansion? Blizz has a whole team that does machinima now, right? They do. And we haven't seen much from them, so if we see more cinematics before Cataclysm comes out, it'll. my guess is it'll probably be cinematics that are done using machinima techniques rather than the full-blown CGI graphics. True. I mean, I, I think machinima works good, but I kind of like it when they do cinematics instead. I think that the entire cinematic uh, absolutely rocked. Um, I'm very happy they released it. I kind of was thinking they'd just release it at, at BlizzCon, um, and this kind of means there's not a lot they can actually say at BlizzCon other than maybe teasing us for patch uh, 4.2 or 4.1. Um, do you guys really? Do you guys think there's much more they can say at BlizzCon about WoW and Cataclysm? They might be holding a whole lot of stuff back, but. On the other hand, it's BlizzCon, not WoWCon, so they might have a lot more stuff to tell us about uh, the next expansion for StarCraft II. They might have more to tell us about Diablo. I haven't heard anything about Diablo III recently, have you? Um, not much, no. I, I kind of don't expect a lot at this point um, due to the uh, fact that I think that Diablo is still a fair ways off. Apparently, we're looking at like 18 months for the next StarCraft installment. So they could release Diablo, you know, sometime next year. Um, but I really don't know if how I don't know how far ahead they are on Diablo. I've never played it, and I've and I've only seen a few screenshots here, so like here or there. So it's really hard to say what we're looking at for Diablo three. I I think they said they were going to see another the last class for Diablo three. Um, but that's about it. As uh, Conlook says, they need, they need to announce a new Blizzard game in the works. Uh, they're not going to do that because they haven't left room for another panel uh, for that that new game. Uh, so there's 
there's no way they can make room for it at this point, so I don't think we're going to see uh, that new game announced, at least not this year. Yeah, they might be holding back, but we'll see. Honestly, I would really wish I could be there if they just play that cinematic on the big screen. I mean, uh, I recall seeing the um, the Cataclysm announcement on, on the live stream, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, if you guys want to listen to that, go ahead and listen to our coverage of last year's BlizzCon. Um, that that opening ceremony episode was really awesome, and I, we all knew it was coming, but just seeing the visuals made it really, really worthwhile. I think we're going to um, play our first segment of the night, and uh, we will be back in just a bit. Uh, here is uh, Ask Moo. Hello, friends. This is Mooley of Feathermoon, here to answer your World of Warcraft questions from the Tauren perspective. Today's question is from Skullnik, who asks... Hey Moo, I'm out here traveling in the wetlands and I've come to realize that I spend a lot of time being chased by those pesky crocodiles. What are the chances that someone, anyone, can discover a way to turn these cuddly green reptiles into a rideable water mount? Or maybe discover a pattern to turn these guys into a 26-slot designer briefcase? Thanks a lot, Moo. You are the best. Well, Skullnik, I haven't seen a crocodile in years, not since Uncle Halfhorn managed to summon one at a birthday party in Camp Narachi. Crocolisks, however, are everywhere. Now, as for taming one to be a water mount, I doubt that will happen anytime soon. The last person I heard of trying to tame one was Lefty Rivermane, and that didn't go very well. I do like the thought of turning them into bags. However, the leather from the crocolisks that we know about is far too light to make such a big bag. The wetlands leather might make an 8 or 10 slot bag, and leather from the big ones out in the grand could only make about 16 slots. Don't give up hope, though, as there may be even bigger ones that we don't know about. Maybe there are some up on Mount Hyjal, where the Well of Eternity made them grow. Or it could be that there are some along the southern coast of Kalimdor. Or maybe some are even swimming around the Maelstrom. Who knows what's out there? That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com. Call me at 201-Azeroth. That's 201-293-7684. Or askmoo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time, may the eternal sun shine upon thee. <laughs> Thank you very much, Moo. That's a really awesome segment, and um, I think there are some some uh, crocolists out there that you can probably make into a fairly large bags. I mean, they are pretty much all skin, so you may need a little stitching here or there. But I think you probably make them into something good. What do you guys think? I think having played a hunter as my main for most of Wrath, I have to say I still want to see a talent for maybe just Beastmaster Hunters, where they can tame a mount. 
maybe have it be something like the warlocks enslavement thing where they can enslave a demon and have them fight with them for a little while or fight for them rather but just go out there and tame a beast so that it's your mount and you can ride it around for a certain amount of time I think that would be pretty awesome that would break so much I would think like I, w I would love to be able to tame like I don't know I can't even think of what I would want to tame if I could maybe, maybe make my cat grow bigger but I can already ride a cat Rhino, maybe. That'd be cool to ride. Sharks. I would tame a shark. It would be the first thing i tame. Oh, come on. The, the You get a rideable water mount in Cataclysm that is pretty awesome. It's a seahorse. It's, it's awesome. It's a seahorse. It, it's, it's awesome. You know what? If you like seahorses, more power to you. I will not criticize what kind of mounts you prefer. I want to ride a shark. Preferably not in the shark. Well, yes, not many people want to ride in a shark. <laughs> but what do you what do you think, Jeremy? What would you well, if you could ride anything, what would you what would you ride? Hmm. I don't know. I mean I like my Argent um hippogriff. My silver covenant hippogriff, so this the 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 silver hippogriff or the white hippogriff it really does look awesome, I agree. That and she's she's getting the cat mount that you can get in Winter Spring on pretty much every character that she levels high enough to grind rep for it. See, I haven't got that on any of them, because when I was going through first time, that was a killer rep grind. It was very hard to do, very hard to get the stuff, very hard to, to really get it, and it really wasn't worth it just for a mount. Um, but I'm, I guess if you, if you like that mount enough, I guess it may be worth it for you. Yeah, well, they did since even before, a little before Wrath came out. They up the reputation you can get from the quests, which made it a whole lot easier. Okay. Because I remember it used to be like go around get twenty five rep. And it's like oh, this is going to take forever, and now it's like two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty. Yeah. So it goes a lot quicker. So so how many how many days of of rep grinding do you think it would take to get a a frost saber? I don't really count. <laughs> All right. Well, Splat, since you actually probably watch what she's doing, how long would you estimate? To be honest, I don't know because she can play WoW while I'm at school teaching. So I have no idea how long she spends actually grinding. I know it's more work than I'm willing to put in for it for a cat when I can go to a giant tree in the middle of the ocean and just buy a whole bunch of them right away. However, there are some mounts that I really need to go and get because... Come December, I'm not going to be able to get them anymore. Well, in that in that topic of conversation, um, Blizzard did actually put out a list of different mounts that are going to be going away. So first off, Stratholme, still still going to have the Death Charger. It will it will not go anywhere. Um, now for of course any of the mounts and pets that are available only from Zulgarub, those are are officially gone. The Swift Zulian Tiger and Swift Rizashi Raptor are both going to be going away. Uh, the Rizashi Hatchling is going away. As well, uh, Reigns of the Blue Drake will return to their place as a 10-man rare drop from Malagos, and the Azure Drake will continue to be available in 25-man mo mode as well, as normal. Now, the Mimarin's Head and an Invincible will be rare drops, so they'll probably, they'll probably just increase the rarity of those, those mounts. So, it is still possible to get some of these mounts, but I'm a bit sad they're taking the, the Drake out of uh, out of Oculus. Um, 
really the only way to to have a chance at it is to just go through randoms until you get it because you can't get that if you if you choose oculus uh, it has to be through the random dungeon finder and a random group so it, it makes me a bit sad that they're taking that away as a, as a lure to get people in there uh, or to get people to stay in there when they get there but in the end i think it is going to be i think they're going to put some of this stuff back in other ways um, now, the uh, Crusader's White or Black Warhorse and the Swift Alliance Steed slash Swift Alliance, or Swift, sorry, Swift Horde Wolf, um, those will be going away as the, the Argent Crusade Tribute Chest will no longer, no longer spawn. And uh, the last thing that's going to be going away is the Tome of Polymorph, Polymorph Turtle, but it's only going away in that it's not available through Xalcarub, it will be available through other means, they say. Now, what do you guys think is going to happen with other other mounts over time? Do you think they're going to eventually move a lot of more stuff away from that? Or are you think this will be the last mo big moves they make for a while? Maybe for a while. We've seen do things with changing what kind of mounts were available before. Uh, I know there's still a few people out there who have the old swift mounts that didn't have any armor on them. And they just held back and didn't trade them in for the ones with armor because they thought that was so cool and so unique. And now, uh, if you have the correct riding training, all mounts are the same speed. So your slow mount is now the same as your fast mount. You, you don't have to buy a mount again. But I can see them phasing other mounts out as they start giving us more variety. And have the new mounts that they're giving us have more polygons, be better rendered because they want to see the game look better. They want to see people going around with things that look like they were made for a game that was made this decade rather than last decade. Yeah, you know, really, it is, um, it is interesting to see where, where they're going to go with this. I mean, the, the visuals need to improve as well as the game improving. I mean, really, um, a lot of those mounts look really awesome, but... They do need to improve the look of them. I mean, not change the look of them, but you know, add more polygons, add add whatever it is that makes those, um, uh, you know, be awesome as they are. And they've been doing that slowly uh, with the characters in particular. The druid forms have been upgraded, although I miss the old tree. But you can glyph for it now, so that's good. Yes. Um, you you did you look at the new tree of life forms? <laughs> I really don't like it. <laughs> you've, you've got this teeny little soul patch on you, and it just it looks weird. Especially if you're playing a female druid. Suddenly you have facial hair. Okay. Yeah, it it would look pretty interesting to see Stormy in a tree that's as big and masculine as that, considering since she's a girl, which I do like the old tree better. Honestly, I like the look of the old tree better, too. Nothing like the twist and shout, man. Nothing like the twist and shout. <laughs> yes, I do gauge many things by their dances, okay? And and you know what? I judge them, too. It's one of the reasons why I stopped playing Night Elf males, because I really couldn't stand the pelvic thrusts anymore. But all these upgrades are doing... Why can't they at least upgrade the human male faces? Leave the rust the way it is. Just get rid of the hair lip. Please get rid of the hair lip. <laughs> After the reaction when they changed the, the epic mounts um, way, way back in the day, I think they are afraid of changing models, to be honest. 
the reaction to the changing of the tree of life form is a, a good example of that now they don't need to make drastic changes to the stuff they can do minor changes you know a little bit here or there and that should be fine but they i think they're afraid to do it i think they're afraid of the reaction people will have uh to those kinds of changes and maybe that's just me maybe that's my opinion but um i do think that blizzard is concerned about that it's a totally valid opinion, but this is the perfect time to do that. It's the cataclysm. We're going to what's essentially WoW 2.0. They're making all these other changes. I agree. And I've yet to see anyone say, Wow, you know what? That human male face, I really like that human male face. I picked that human male face, and I made sure he had no facial hair at all, and I always turned the helm off so everyone can see that human... I've never heard anyone say that. So I don't think that's a change that people would get upset about. I actually like my human human guy. I like his I like his look. But that's just me. Does he have a beard? Yes. There you go. The beard covers up the parts that <laughs> everyone complains about. Yeah, almost every human male that looks awesome has a beard. Admittedly, I can't deny that. Well, I have to say, facial hair is awesome. I agree. Um, but uh, speaking of things that, uh, that are over or done with, as many things uh, like the mounts we mentioned, Operation Nomergon and Zalazan's Fall are complete. The trolls have retaken the Echo Isles, though you can't start the questing there yet, and the gnomes have taken Nomergon, though you can't quest from there yet. The new starting zones will take effect in patch 4.0.3, whenever the hell that launches. I'd imagine probably shortly after BlizzCon is my guess. And uh, and really, it's not surprising that when three when 4.0.1 hit, those were gone. Now we're into a more subtle phase. It's uh, I believe Blizzard called it a passive phase of the progression to 4.0 um, or the the official Cataclysm expansion. Um, what they're doing right now is basically the um, events are going on in the major cities. In in Alliance, you have uh, the events in the Stormwind Keep where. All the leaders are meeting to discuss the earthquakes and Magni's ideas and possibilities and these tablets he found that he thinks might have an answer. I, I, I'm sure nothing will bad, bad will come from that. And basically it's just a... What could possibly go wrong? Yes, because dwarves never make any mistakes. And you should never question a dwarf when it comes to matters of the earth. Uh-huh. Now, about matters regarding tablets that nobody knows anything about and has no idea if they're going to cause any problems, they should they should not be trusted on those, I'm sorry. But anyways, uh, if you are Horde side, you get to go into Orgrimmar and see pretty much the anointing of Garrosh Hellscream as the leader of the Horde. I've actually considered rolling a, a Hordy just to see this event. Because honestly, I think that's going to be an awesome event. What do you guys think? I think I want a bumper sticker for the chocobo that my horde character has that says, don't blame me, I voted for basic campfire. <laughs> I, I think I think many people voted for basic campfire, my friend, and sadly, Thrall was not taking a vote. You know what? I, I demand a recount. Check and see if there's hanging chads. Can we go to the Supreme Court on this? Yes, you can challenge Garrosh in a duel. On second thought, you know... Garage shell scream for War Chief. I like Garage. We're all glad Garage is here. Yeah, be because you know what happens to the the next guy that that he gets into a duel with, right? 
He kills, like, one of the last remaining faction leaders for the Horde that I actually know and respect. Or like and respect, rather. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So, um, I, like I said... I have never uh, gone... Sorry. I, I was saying, if you do really want to... Uh, to ask for a recount, please do proceed with your in-person request to uh, the uh, the War Chief's throne room in uh, in Ogrimmar. Well, we can check recount after we do a For the Alliance achievement run. I don't think that's the recount you're looking for, my friend. Oh, but it's... With Cataclysm, now that Thrall won't be in charge of the Orcs and Cairn has gone the way of the Dodo... I really have no problem as a role player doing a For the Alliance achievement run anymore. Uh, Stormy went and got it on her death night at, what, level 60 or something? Um, but I kept putting it off. I, I didn't want to have to kill characters that I liked. Now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, see, that was that was always, you know, I, I've been invited to many For the Alliance runs, the, you know, Kill the, kill the Faction Leader runs. And I have no problem killing Sylvanas. You know, she sings a good song, but that's about it. And and she's evil. I have no problem killing um, Lorthramar Theron in uh, in Qualthlos. I I have no problem. Well, I kind of like Vol'jin, so I kind of have a problem with killing him. But Thrall and Karen would be two big ones for me because I like Karen. Karen is. Wise, he is um, fair. He gave the orcs a chance when, they, when nobody else would, and he stood by his word. He stood by his honor. He did what he what he knew was right for his people, for the orcs, and for Kalimdor. I am sad to know that he will be going. If I had the capacity um, to solve the problem of war chief. I would be happy to do that. Unfortunately, Blizzard does not give me that opportunity at this time. One day, though. One day, I'll have a chat with Garrosh. I will have a chat with Bane Bloodhoof, and I'll have a Black Warbear. I see a guild run in the future. I would not put that past it. Uh, I, I definitely think there is some benefit to doing a guild run to go kill a few... Uh, Leaders. Once, of course, Garrosh is the leader. You know, his kicking a guy off the cliff, you know, and, and learning, actually learning from Sarfang, really awesome and all that, but um, that does make up for the fact that he's a douchebag. Not quite at all, no. Well, I wasn't going to say that. Not where I'm being recorded, at least. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I can't blame you with that decision, um, but I, I'm not uh, held to uh, that kind of self control, so. Yeah, MacGyver, no you're right. That, he's a good Th that moment where you are dismissed, that that is pretty cool. I will say that for Garage. Oh, definitely. He he definitely uh, you know, proved that he was a pretty pretty good guy, uh, you know, doing the right thing on that regard, but uh, there are so many other instances when he has um, let me down as a as a player. He he's about as hot-headed if not more so than Varian Rin, and that's saying something. I mean, it, this is not really... That's just a lot, yeah. It it's it works for what Blizzard wants to do, where they're trying to divide the factions more and have more Horde versus Alliance stuff going on. And I can see how that's going to make the game more fun. You never have a game without conflict 
that's enjoyable for the most part when it's a game like this. Okay, Bejeweled has no conflict, but that's another story entirely. Uh, <laughs> no, but that doesn't mean I have to like the guy. No, no, you do not need to like him at all. And you know what? Honestly, I know a lot of people who are of the same mind. You know, once Garage takes over as War Chief, no sadness at all in going in and and you know, showing him my lovely gore howl and seeing what he thinks of me wielding his dad's blade. Garage may be a great guy. He may prove to be the kind of war chief that the Horde needs at this point. But to me, Garage will and always will be a complete and utter douchebag. And that's my thoughts on the politics of the Horde. Vote for Basic Campfire in 2012. <laughs> let, 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 let's, let's see how long Garage lasts before we uh, schedule an election, all right? Don't forget uh, his, his discussion with uh, Vol'jin and what happens there. Uh, you never know what's going to happen in the uh, coming times. Let's see here. Uh, what do you guys think about the fact that in the, the most recent uh, beta build, uh, city tabards that you got from your city quartermaster um, gave reputation with your city? Uh, what do you guys think about that? I already have the ambassador title. But don't you feel that you could... Find it helpful to do, to wear one of those on a lower level tune as they're running through dungeons. My alts that don't have the ambassador title, they are as soon as they can, they're going to get a tabard for Nomergon. because of all the factions, that's the only one where I can't get exalted just by doing quests. I always have to break down and get myself runecloth for it, and it, it annoys me because I love the gnomes so much. I, I think their faction is totally awesome, but I can't do enough quests. Well, you don't need a rune cloth for it. You you can wait till the tournament. I, I can, but I'm impatient. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. Well, I guess that kind of solves that it, question. It's fun being one of the few people <laughs> running around through Outland that has the ambassador title. It, it see, I, I I like the ambassador title. I just don't think that it really. I mean, World of Warcraft, not you know, World of Diplomacy Craft. Uh, people want. It's a game we're fighting, not, you know, being diplomatic. I mean, why why does the alliance need me as a as an ambassador instead of a, uh, uh, you know, two two uh, hand wielding, kick ass DPSer? I mean, really. I just like the irony. 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 As in, you know, what irony? The the irony of ambassadors are like supposed to be like peacemakers, and okay, technically an ambassador is an honest man sent to life for his country, but. <laughs> you have this concept of being the peacemaker who's going to promote diplomatic relations between two factions, and instead you are using thunderclap and shockwave and cleave until your enemies fall dead around you. Okay, so basically what you're saying is... When in doubt, blow it up. <laughs> right? Or cleave it into oblivion, but yes. <laughs> If it hasn't blown up yet, have you tried using more explosives? Okay, so... At first you don't succeed, blow it up again. Pretty much, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I will be making a goblin character in Cataclysm. It won't be my main. I probably will not get them past level 20, but I'll be doing it just so I can see the goblin starting areas and the areas directly beyond that. Just because of all the wonderful little jokes and stuff that they've put in there. 
Okay, so here's one thing I'd prefer. Nobody blows up, okay? Here, here we go. Good news, everyone. I think I've perfected all things. Azeroth, where's the bacon? Since I knew people were just begging for it. So. Well, the thing about the bacon, though, is if you blow up a pig, it could rain bacon. Indeed. I believe it could. And in, in speaking of bacon, we actually have an ad here um, provided to us by, I believe, Hatcher. Uh, let, let, let's try this one here. This episode of All Things Azeroth is brought to you by Bacon. Bacon is delicious, seasons itself, mixes well with staple foods, and can provide a pleasant aroma throughout your entire house. When on the road or unable to make bacon, consider a piece of cardboard soaked in bacon drippings for long-lasting taste satisfaction. For more innovative ways to use bacon, contact the Pork Marketing Board. Bacon is not for everyone, especially with those with a predisposition to cholesterol. Contact your doctor to see if bacon is right for you as part of a balanced and tasty diet. This product is not intended to treat or prevent diseases. Blood wear prohibited in days that end in Y. No animals were harmed during the recording of this ad. Bacon, because it just tastes so good. It is very good. Oh my gosh, Hastur, that is that is awesome. That is incredibly awesome. Thank you for sending that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hastur... Uh... Yeah, thank you very much. That's a really awesome bacon ad, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure if Shade will hear this show before she's on next, so um, I, I think you can bet on this being played next time. And Merlesa in the chat room said, World of Warcraft Reign of Bacon. <laughs> this is great. I love being on this show because now I can give shoutouts to anyone who says something awesome in the chat room. <laughs> The power is going to my head. People in the chat room, say something awesome so I can share it with the world. Okay, so now that I'm, I'm going to mute uh, <laughs> Chris Platt since he's going to uh, uh, shout out every person in the chat room since they're all going to say something awesome. And we're going to play our next segment. And this is, again, from Skolnick. Get out your mask, folks. It's time for a bit of Warcraft Less Travel. Warcraft Less Traveled A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Wetlands Dwarven Farm For me, this was one of the destinations that really fueled my drive for exploring Azeroth. Years ago, I witnessed during one of my first griffin rides from Ironforge up through the mountains towards the wetlands that a strange airport and settlement existed high up and hidden in this mountain valley. The airport and activities surrounding this dwarven airstrip are all part of a long-abandoned tunnel connection to Ironforge proper, yet only really serves today as flight scenery. This Ironforge airport was featured in a previous Warcraft Less Traveled episode, yet we didn't investigate what secrets can be found just beyond the mountain ridge of the airfield. For those who play primarily as a horde faction, or for others who haven't quite noticed, during an Alliance flight from Ironforge, the Griffin glides up over the rocky landscape of the airport and north into the swampy green of the wetland zone. Yet, if you spin around and look down and back at your surroundings, just as you clear the mountain ridge of Dunmorrow, you'll notice a small farm and settlement tucked high up on a rocky shelf of the very edge of the wetland zone. Located south-southeast of Menethol Harbor, just within the wetlands, a quaint dwarven farm exists at coordinates 2766, there is no path or climbable trail to access this farm from the wetlands itself. It is located much too high and against an unscalable sheer rocky landscape. 
and explorer's only option for visiting this hidden farm is, north from Dunmoro and Loch Modan, across hidden mountain trails, into the mysterious Ironforge airport, and down the dangerous wintry slopes into the wetlands farm itself. As outlined by a previous Warcraft Less Traveled episode, the journey should start by jumping into a mountain crevice without a mount at Loch Modan coordinates 65.44, 11.69. This area is found along the roadside past the second gate of the northern passage from Dunmorrow into Loch Modan. And after climbing up through the mountains and past the Ironforge airport, it's just a careful descent into the wetlands itself. And once you arrive, you'll notice that this wetlands farm rests in a nicely sized plateau against the Ironforge mountains, but does not retain any of the snowy characteristics of Dunmorrow. Instead, it appears much like a scene from a picturesque greens of Loch Modan or even Elwyn Forest. This sizable area stretches to the east and west against the mountains and contains finished farmlands, a couple of houses built into the mountains, a well-established pathway with road signs, a waterfall splashing down into a small lake below, and a mysterious tunnel leading south into the hillside. The plots of farmland here surround a small pond, and the homes are of dwarven design, and the tranquil setting comes complete with hay bales, NPC dwarf farmers, chickens, cows, rabbits, a dwarven stable housing two rams, and two inaccessible buildings built directly into the hillside. A long pathway leads to the east and west here, and in the center of the farmland area is a signpost that helps direct the would-be visitor along the pathway that traverses the farm. Three arrows point from the signs to the north, to the east, and to the west, and each sign gives a very interesting and not quite informative directions, reading, respectively, this way, that way, and the other way. On the far eastern section of the mountain plateau are a couple of Ironforged Dwarven Mountaineers who are doing target practice at some dummies. Each dwarf allows interaction, but if you ask them for directions, they'll point you back towards Ironforge. Very much like the Ironforge airport, this area is well developed and looks prepared as a questing hub or a direct extension from Ironforge itself. It may make a decorative flyover scene, but the attention to detail and variety of things here seem to suggest more. All NPCs here are labeled as Dwarven Farmer. In addition, there are multiple Ironforge guards that patrol throughout, and as I mentioned, each of them gives directions back towards Ironforge if asked. Add to this the other strange tunnel into the mountains. It leads from the farm back towards the direction of Ironforge. A similar tunnel is found up in the mountain near the airport. Was there once a plan to connect Ironforge to the airport as well as the Dwarven farm here in the wetlands? And it sure would be a convenient way to access the wetlands directly. And knowing that one of the original concept designs for Vanilla Ironforge included a second or more levels, it seems quite possible that connection to the wetlands farm was conceivable. At the end of one of the farm's roads from the pathway that says, this way, the entrance into the mountain tunnel at coordinates 65-8, labeled strangely as Dunmoro, looks harmless enough, but an explorer will experience a shocking surprise if any attempt is made to travel through it and into the mountain. The term freefall applies quite well here, and it has been referred to as the tunnel to nowhere. This tunnel is, in fact, unfinished, and the ground gives way to plunge the traveler down through Azeroth, landing you minutes later into nothingness. Falling through the tunnel to nowhere results in a fast pass through outlines of mountains, textures, and other silhouetted scenery before you die. And even as a ghost, plunging down into the tunnel's void causes a continuous fall under the zones of Azeroth. Once the fall reaches the Great Sea, fatigue will reset your corpse back to the Ironforge graveyard. The entire Wetlands Dwarven farm area is one of the classic must-see destinations for any Warcraftless traveled explorer, mostly because of the epic journey involved to reach it. Yet, good news for the nostalgia enthusiasts, because come Cataclysm, 
This farm is rumored to appear exactly as it does now. The only obvious difference is that the tunnel to nowhere is gated, blocking any future travel inside. And before we know it, each one of us will be kicking our heels and soaring off the nearest mountaintop with our flying mounts to drop in on this location. And I must admit, the overall mystique and magic of the Wetlands Dwarven Farm may be lessened somewhat when this occurs. The skies of Kalimdor and Eastern Kingdoms will soon be littered with flying griffins and dragon mounts, so take the time now to visit this location, and you can think back to know that you were able to see the farm back in its original, less-traveled state. Please send your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com, or listen back to the episode archives at warcraftlesstraveled.com. My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, never trust a road sign labeled Over Yonder, and leave only footprints. Thank you very much, Skolnik. That was a very awesome one, and I have been to the farm. I have gone through the door leading to nowhere, and I died on the other end. It took me a while. I had slow fall, and then I had bubbles, and I had all this other awesome stuff, but eventually even I... The awesome Paladin Medros did die on the other end. That farm is one of the places I want to go to before Cataclysm. I, I've been to the airport twice, but the last time I went, I decided to try climbing Ironforge first, which is kind of neat. There's something on top of that, but I, I won't mention that because that might be another work-left-traveled segment. But um, it is quite possible to fall off the top of Ironforge to your death. Yep. And I have discovered this. The hard way, right? Yes, and because it was on an older computer, and it was technically Ironforge, I was just above it instead of in the city itself, I still managed to get a huge lag spike so that I wasn't able to bubble in time, because I was on my paladin. That's gotta hurt. I just, I was sitting there hitting the button, you can bubble now, you can bubble now, no, I'm dead. (laughs) Well, I'm not corpse walking back to here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the end, you, you learned a valuable lesson. Don't jump off places that you might die from. I haven't learned that yet. Okay, well, moving right along. S- seriously? <laughs> seriously, my name is Splat. Do you think I've ever learned that lesson? Yeah. Um, probably not, no. <laughs> I have fallen through ziggurats. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah, you don't know. One more uh, topic I want to cover. Um, According to my local bookstore, one of, I think, the most anticipated books this year in the Warcraft universe is uh, going to be released tomorrow. It is The Shattering by Christy Golden. Do Do either of you guys read the books at all? I've read some of them. I haven't read as many as I would like to have read. But after reading the... War of the Ancients trilogy. I'm trying to stay away from more stuff by the guy who has a raptor army. So. Richard Knack? Yes. Alright. Although I have a hunter who named his mount. Uh, who named his pet raptor Knack. Just so I could have a, a Knack's raptor army. I gotcha. Um, I'm assuming you have a raptor pet with him too? Yes. Gotcha. And I, and I went to that one spot in. Dustwallow Marsh, where there's a whole bunch of raptors ready to strike against the blood hoofs, just so I could have... And it was the same model, so I had them all standing next to each other. Anyways, um... So, are you guys looking... Are you guys looking forward to the Shattering book? Not so much, personally. 
It's I I've, I have a stack of books about half as tall as I am to read. So if I get the book, it's going to go on that pile, and I will get to it when I can get to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am a very big fan of Christy Golden's books. Uh, I think she does an awesome job with all the books she's written in the Warcraft universe. Um, if I could get an interview with her, I would love to interview her on the show. Um, don't know if she's listening to this, but uh, Christy, if you are, contact me, medros at allthingsazeroth.com. I'd love to interview interview you for the show, but WoW Insider already has a review up of Shat- The Shattering. It gives a lot of spoilers, so if you don't, if you don't want to be spoiled for the book, do not read the review. Um, that said, it is a really awesome review. Uh, I definitely recommend it for anybody who doesn't mind a little bit of spoiler. Um, and it, it will be kind of awesome to see how uh, how the uh, show or how the book turns out, and to see what exactly happens with the pre pre cataclysm world. And it appears we have lost Kersplat. Yeah. And I'm trying to call him back, but it says he's not answering, so I don't know. But we're, we're actually going to wrap up the show anyway. We have about, uh, let's see here, uh, we have like seven or eight hours of planned shows uh, coming up in the uh, in the next, uh, let's see here. Basically from Friday morning until the end of day Saturday, we will have... Uh, a one and a half to two hour show for the cataclysm or the uh, BlizzCon opening ceremony. Another uh, another hour sh- or half hour show in the evening. We have lots of content coming up, and we'll probably also be live during many of the panels to give thoughts and feedback. So definitely check out the obscure All Things BlizzCon weekend coming up on live.allthingsazeroth.com. And thank you again to our sponsor Tavern Craft, who make really awesome drinkware. Um, really awesome products and high quality stuff. Uh, if you don't believe me, talk to Jen. Talk to any of our winners of prizes. Uh, Haster, one of one uh, one of the Steins. Um, many other of our listeners have won those, so definitely check those uh, check them out. Uh, that's again TavernCraft.com, or you get the link from our website at AllThingsAzeroth.com. If you uh, if you can help us out, we, we we do really ask you to help us out with doing a listener survey. Got some really good feedback, some really good listener uh, reaction and thoughts on the show and how to improve it. Uh, we're working on that now, and we will continue to do our best to make uh, this Your World of Warcraft podcast. If you are looking to leave us a voicemail, uh, please do so. The number is one seven eight five ata wow 5 That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. If you want to uh, go to iTunes, review us, uh, download us, subscribe to us there, we'd love it. And, of course, we would really encourage you to review us if you can. Uh, we want honest, um, sincere reviews. Um, if you feel we deserve a one-star review, great, but do give us the opportunity to, uh, to correct and, and fix what you do, what you don't like. If you think we deserve a five-star review, then give us a five-star review. Uh, we want honest reviews, not, uh, ones that are there just to get a mention on the show. Now, um, Chris Blatt, Stormy, tell me about our guild. We have this teeny little guild on a server it's, i'm trying to remember the name hmm. um was it argent dawn yes i believe it's the argent dawn server u.s side of course and it's the heroes of oh yes U- u.s alliance side Ar- um argent dawn server it's heroes of lordaeron and it's a pretty awesome guild if you are into a, a casual setting if you're looking for a friendly guild by all means stop it if you're a fan of the show we're not 
you don't have to have your main in our guild, but that's nice too. But just have an alt, hang out, talk with us. It's like the chat that's in the live show right now, but it's in the guild, so you can actually be playing and not have a browser open at the same time and run off a cliff or get stomped by a fell reaver. Like, may or may not have happened to me, I'm not saying. All right. And, and it's a really awesome guild. Oh, yeah, d definitely. Uh, now, Camthalion in the chat room is actually pointing out a good thing there, Kirschblatt. We, we forgot to do something here, and, and you completely forgot to remind me. So, um, you have a trivia question, don't you? Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Let me copy-paste this over, because I'm going to paste it into the chat room before I talk about it. Here we go. Okay, now, even though it's not one of the mounts that's going away, Baron Riverdare is currently being farmed like crazy because they want to get his Nightmare Pony. Now, there's someone in that room with him that if you don't get to him within 45 minutes, he up and kills them. So, who is this person that he's holding hostage that needs to be saved? All right, um, and while we do that, um, it was actually a very fun run. We, uh, The three of us plus... Uh, Chris Platt's sister did a run through uh, Stratholme and uh, many uh, many stacks of rune cloth and um, a lot of vendor trash. Like a whole lot of vendor trash were collected. Uh, it was on my, me on my DK, so I actually almost hit uh, halfway through uh, friendly on my DK with the Yarjan Dawn. It was really awesome. Oh yeah, and I, I love the fact that almost every drop that that came out was paladin gear, <laughs> including three pieces of Lightforge set, including two sets of the same same piece. And I'm thinking, okay, well, right now my paladin is a bank alt, and I decided not to level him into a cataclysm, and... Oh, why? Yeah. And, and we do already have a winner. Um, let me make sure. I think Hestia was the first one to give the correct answer. Sidia Harmon. Okay, well, let me just, uh... Let me just verify the prize list and verify... Whether Hastro is available to win a prize this time around, I do believe he is. But let me just verify. Ooh. As soon as I find the right document, um, yeah, Hastro is good for winning a prize. So, uh, uh, Hastro, please uh, pick from the number uh, a number from one to five, please. Wow, Hastro, you haven't won in, all, in almost a year. Wow. Hastur picks number two, and uh, and Chris Blunt, you have the uh, you have a pile of loot codes there. So, uh, what is the prize? Uh, hold on, it's stacks behind something. Here I go. Um, the prize is a footsteps of Illidan loot card. So, Hastur, uh, send me an email. My email is splat at myguildhome.com, and I will send you that loot code. Um, and for those who are um, who are going to be coming to our BlizzCon shows, uh, we will have a lot of prizes, uh, including a Taverncraft Stein um, and much, much more uh, coming up in the BlizzCon coverage that we're doing. So uh, you definitely want to be checking that out and uh, um, and listening in because there's lots of stuff coming. We're giving away curse prizes. We're giving away tavern craft prizes. We're giving away some shirts and oh, all kinds of stuff. So definitely check that out. Uh, that's again going to be this Friday, starting at I believe 10 a.m. Pacific time, uh, live at allthingsazeroth.com. Uh, as I was saying before, we uh, for, before you remember to do the contest, 
we have uh, a Facebook group. Uh, if you check out, uh, check out on Facebook. If you look at me up, uh, sorry. If you if you look up uh, all things Azeroth on Facebook, or if you go to our website, there's a link to the group and the fan page there. Um, if you are on Twitter, you can find the show at All Things As. Myself at Medros Shade at Shades O Gray. That's Shades the letter O and G R E Y. Chris Platt, Stormy, how about you guys give out your uh, Twitter Twitter handles? Mine is Chris Platt, K-E-R-R-S-P-L-A-T. And Stormy? And mine is Stormy Knights. Awesome. The S-T-O-R-M-I-N-I-G-H-T-S. Cool. And uh, lastly, if you are looking for a web host, Chris Platt, you and I both use DreamHost.com. You agree with me on awesome web host, right? Awesome and affordable, yes. I actually, um, I was talking with you about this before the show started, but um, I went with DreamHost because they were the cheapest option I could find, really. Again, teacher's salary, I'm a cheapskate. But I've had so much good luck with them. I haven't had any problems where tech support like decided, well, we'll get to it and we'll get to it. They fix things usually right away within 24 hours. Uh, I've never gone over my caps on bandwidth or just service space, unlimited install, one-click installs. You want a WordPress blog? Click one button, you've got a WordPress blog. It's incredible. It, it, is, it is incredible. Like, I was talking to Gaz, who's, who's doing the, uh, the BlizzCon coverage with me, as well as uh, a number of his, uh, his frequent guests over there. And he, he's, he's out of the UK. He, had a, he has a UK web host because it's just really convenient for him. You know, it works very well for him. Until I told them what I get, uh, currently my current bandwidth provided through DreamHost is 10.88 gigabyte, or sorry, terabytes. Sorry, for the show this month, since the 13th of this month, I've used 259 gigabytes. Um, it's expected that I will use 1. Point, yeah, 1.6 terabytes. So this stuff is growing with my site as we get better, as we increase in our um, ability to provide, you know, for new listeners, our hosting grows with us. That is one thing I really find awesome about DreamHost. Your your bandwidth isn't, you know, you get 250 gigabytes of bandwidth. That's what you get no matter how big you grow. If you want more, you got to, you know, go up to a higher plan or something. I've estimated that our show can have about 10 times as many listeners as it has now, and I still am not going to be overly concerned about bandwidth. And when it comes to disk space... They provide a lot of disk space as well too. Um, the disk space that I get uh, for for just going uh, with the ba- most basic ten dollar a month plan, I am getting um, a a massive amount of data space for all of my shows. And and these are these are a hundred megabyte show. I've done two hundred and fifty of these plus th- you know two or three hours Podmos. Um, my currently monthly average of disk space is about twenty gigabytes, twenty five gigabytes. And um, I really, I don't use very much. I'm allowed 540 gigabytes. I'm using not even 10% of that. So you guys check out dreamhost.com. They're a really awesome host. And if you check them out, if you are able to just see how awesome they are, you get a 97 day money back guarantee. Use them, try them, see what you think. If you use the code DEATHWING, you'll save $50 off of any new hosting account. I definitely recommend them. 
Chris Platt recommends them. Everybody I know who's tried DreamHost really recommends them. They're an awesome host, and I think you should try them too. So we do look forward to uh, to see, hearing what you guys think. If you guys have any issues with them, if you guys have any uh, re reviews, good or bad, about them, let me know. I want to know what people think about them because, you know what, I haven't heard a single bad thing about them for a very long time. So that's about it for this episode of All Things Azeroth. Any final words from my two guest hosts, Splat and Stormy? I think I've talked enough for now. And Stormy, since you have not talked at all, feel free to talk and say anything you want at this point. Sorry, it's been a long day for me. <laughs> I I understand. It, it, you just say, let, let, let's, 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 let me put it this way. Monday, I'll be talking about as much as you are, okay? It'll be a very short show on Monday, because Shade will be tired, I'll be talked out, and it, <laughs> yeah. will be like, hi. Yeah, this is All Things Azeroth. It'll be Bye. the All Things Nap Time <laughs> podcast. I, I would not be surprised. Honestly, I would not be surprised. But uh, thank you all, thank you guys both for coming on the show. It was very nice to have you guys here, and we do hope to have you guys back sometime soon. And we will definitely, uh, definitely keep you back for another All Things Azeroth. Again, do check us out. This coming Friday and Saturday, we'll have lots of coverage. Um, the best place to find out, find out what's going on, uh, go to... Uh, live.allthingsazeroth.com open up the chat if I'm there I'll chat if I'm live I'll be talking about what I'm seeing on the stream and we definitely want to uh, to have you guys let us know what you're seeing what you're thinking um, about what's going on uh, Shade will be at BlizzCon to update you guys if you guys are going to BlizzCon uh, Shade unfortunately will not be giving away anything there but we do have a couple people that you can search out. Uh, we have Kadistra from the WoW A comic who said that she'll have, some, she'll take some stuff and hand it out to people who ask for it. Um, as well, we have one of our listeners there. So definitely stay tuned to the All Things As account on Twitter. Uh, that is where you can get Liz information on where you can get really, uh, really awesome stuff. There's a couple of T-shirts we're gonna have, a mouse pad, a couple of pens, uh, lots of magnets. <laughs> A lot, a lot of magnets. Uh, about 55 magnets, a bunch of little like business card type things. Lots of really cool stuff. Uh, so if you're going to BlizzCon, um, do tune into the All Things As account. We will tweet you uh, when there is new um, new information on where you can get all that cool stuff. Um, and Foe in our chat room is the person who uh, uh, who's going to be there giving away stuff. So uh, we will. Uh, we will let you know where to find him, where to find Kidistra, and anybody else who's uh, going to have stuff to give away. So thank you again for tuning into this episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on Friday, Saturday, and next Monday for the next episode. Uh, so take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of... Indeed. <laughs> This has been a Dwight Walbridge production, copyright 2010. Yeah, um, Moogiver, it's not button fail, it's too many mice fail. <laughs>